your host, James Day, and this is Focus on Pocus, a podcast covering all subjects of ultrasound. I am delighted you caught our show today, and as an FYI, you can find our archive shows at pocus.org or search Focus on Pocus on Spotify podcasts. Today's guest, Fuad Alnor, is an image innovator and is the founding CEO of ThinkSonic, an artificial intelligence company. Fuad has a master's in electronic engineering with nanotechnology from the University of Southampton, where he wrote his thesis on paper-based medical diagnostics using image processing. He worked as a medical software engineer at SAP in California and as a research assistant at Empirical College London before starting ThinkSono, an ultrasound artificial intelligence company. Thanks for being here today. It's a real pleasure to be here. Yeah. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, it's great. I, I just thought that uh, had a thought that maybe you need a new credential behind your name. Like, I don't know. How does IIAI sound? That would be (laughs) (laughs) image innovator for artificial intelligence. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, I always see like, sometimes I'm a tiny bit jealous of doctors that have like seven letters (laughs) after their name. And, you know, I deal with clinicians all the time. So MBA, FRPC, DMA, all of that, MD. (laughs) And I'm just like, just Fuad, that's it. There's nothing special. Mr. Alnor, you know. (laughs) Yeah, Mr. Alnor, that's it. But I like the AAII, so Image Innovator for Artificial Intelligence. So another thing I wanted to add was like, ThinkSono was definitely the top sponsor for the Pocus World Conference. You know, that was held globally online for its uh, second year around September 16th, 2022. Yeah. So let's open it up. What does, tell us, what does ThinkSono do? Well, um, the gist of what we're trying to do is make ultrasound more accessible. That's the fundamental um, sort of vision that we have. And we believe that every healthcare professional should be able to use ultrasound because, of course, we take for granted the potential of ultrasound, right? It's a, it's a hugely versatile imaging modality in medicine. It's relatively inexpensive, let's say, compared to MRI, CT, etc. Uh, it's non-invasive, um, so it doesn't cause any uh, harmful radiation. So it's an amazing mm-hmm. technology. However, the fundamental limitation with ultrasound today um, in particular point-of-care ultrasound, is that, that skill gap. You, you, it's very difficult to interpret the images. There is operator variability. And so, therefore, the adoption of point-of-care ultrasound hasn't been as, as good as it should be, although, of course, it's a very fast-growing um, market. However, um, the, prob- the fundamental problem is still that limited skill set. And so, I think Sono is working to solve that and by using software and artificial intelligence as well to help clinicians and and uh, nurses and other healthcare staff to be able to use ultrasound. So your 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 thoughts are the biggest barriers to POCUS adoption is uh, education, or uh, I, I guess not lack of motivation or time for a busy no, clinician. No, not at all. Yeah, so in fact, there's research by Wong et al. So if you were to search online like POCUS, um, point-of-care ultrasound, uh, say, barriers, you will mm-hmm. see uh, uh, quite a good paper that lays this all out. Um, and in that paper, they're, they're, the authors describe the main ma- major limitations of point-of-care ultrasound, and they list some of the things you just mentioned. So initially, it used to be price, 
So that's not really an issue anymore. Uh, Butterfly Networks and Clarius and various other companies produce hardware that's relatively inexpensive now. Um, and right. then this, the second most most difficult thing, well, the biggest barrier is training and time. And they're very intimately linked, of course, right? Because you need to spend a lot of time to train. Uh, and so the, but the, the enthusiasm is still there. Most clinicians want to learn ultrasound uh, and non-clinicians as well. However, the, the biggest barrier is still that um, training aspect, basically. It's just very difficult to learn a skill set um, uh, when the formalized processes aren't very well set up for a point-of-care ultrasound. Um, and so that's basically, that's pretty much the, the reinforcement that we have, that this is a real problem that has to be tackled. Yeah. Now, those barriers aren't too tall, but... Uh... It's, it has taken a while to even integrate it into medical curriculums, although that's becoming a thing of the past. But it does move at a snail's pace, a lot of medical education and things like that. So so for you guys, the challenge is, I mean, where is ThinkSano going to focus their product to bring the most value? Yeah, so um, at the start, we, we actually have two different products. So one is in clinical mm-hmm. trials and the other one is publicly available. And we started off with, uh, some would consider a simple exam, but a very important exam, which is a compression ultrasound DVT exam. And as I'm yes. sure your users, uh, your listeners will know, deep vein thrombosis is a huge worldwide problem. The number one cause of preventable hospital death in the world due to the, the um, consequent, uh, consequential uh, pulmonary embolism that can occur if you don't treat DVT. So it's a huge issue. And, right. and so we decided to build AI to guide uh, automatically um, uh, guide a non-expert, let's say, that's what we call them. They could be a clinician, they could be a nurse, to learn how to perform the scan, which is so vital in the healthcare system. And of course, we're expanding our offering, doing a multitude of other scans, which we're now developing. So that's your effort to solve this problem by uh, applying AI algorithms and things like that to it. Yeah, exactly. In that way, we limit the the sort of requirement to have like a trainer next to you to be able to practice that scan. That the AI basically acts like like a you know like a friend or a clinician that stands behind you and tells you how to perform the scan. We just do that with the AI. Basically, tells you what to do and how to move the probe in an appropriate way to perform uh, a compression ultrasound scan. I'm just wondering, just getting to the nuts and bolts of that. So. I mean, ever there was a raging debate. It's probably over by now, but it was, do you do a two-point or a three-point scan? And then some people I've seen, which I think is superior, that's my opinion, is sliding the probe down the length of the vessel mm-hmm. for looking for a DVT. So does the AI do three of those or one? or? Yeah, the, this is where the art of ultrasound comes in. So it is right. a science, obviously, but there is an art to it. And, and people mm. will have opinions on how to perform uh, various different scans, not just the DVT one, as you, as you outlined there. So yeah, there are generally three buckets of a compression ultrasound. There is, some would consider a two-point or two-region exam. There is a three-point uh-huh. exam. There is a full-leg ultrasound exam, including the calf. Um, and uh-huh. so what we try to do, we try to cover all our bases. So um, in the next update, for example, in our app, you will be able to um, select which version of the scan you want to do that fits your, your needs and your practice. And then you'll be able to have AI guidance for that particular exam. Um, and we try to make it as comprehensive as possible. So we try to find what is the standard of care, so to speak, what is the most commonly practiced version of it, and make sure we implement that as well. 
Yeah, and I think you guys chose the perfect POCUS scan to start with. Not only is it, you know, saving lives globally, it seems pretty straightforward. I mean, you're looking for some isoechoic or a DVT, a thrombus, down a tube, basically, down a vascular tube. So that seems a nice place to start with AI, I would think. So speaking of AI, I'm going to do this because every time AI comes up, you know, you have to quell the fear and understand the impact of AI will have on ultrasound and every aspect of our life and why it will play, you know, more of a positive role in making ultrasound more accessible. And then you hear things like, you know, I mean, will it reduce some of the workforce? Will we not need 10 radiologists? Will we only need three? You know, we'll always have to have that human element. Will we not need all the sonographers? Will we only need three? And this could even apply to self-driving, you know, truck drivers too. So what do you, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, no, that, that's a great question. Well, first of all, I, I think at least when it comes to ultrasound, the, there is a much, much larger need to train and equip people with a skill set to practice these scans or learning the skill set versus those that want to limit it so to speak, right? So for example, in the emergency medicine point of care, ultrasound is spreading. So this is independent of the AI, right? This is just the hardware being inexpensive enough and have high enough image quality to spread. And so weirdly enough, in this particular use case of AI, there is much less fear of, oh no, you know, too many nurses will learn the skill set to make a radiologist redundant. Uh, whilst <laughs> it's more that. about, yeah. oh no, I don't want to have to scan, you know, this many patients in my <laughs> list. I don't want to go and scan patients at their home. <laughs> so can yeah, someone right. else also help out? So it's actually solving the more solving a problem um, that exists in terms of the skills gap versus, you know, automating a process that already exists. For example, you know, in other AI uh, technologies, which is like trying to make which in my opinion is never going to happen, which is sort of make a, an existing assessment redundant. In our case, we just enhance the skill set of a healthcare practitioner to be able to perform, to do other, other types of um, other scans, essentially. And this has happened in, in many other areas in medicine. For example, you know, you don't expect, say, uh, uh, only a clinician to take blood uh, or do a, do a blood test, or or do or, or check the the uh, blood pressure of a patient. There are now now technologies that support um, people to do that, right? So it's always been the case that you try to upskill essentially the workforce to use these new technologies. Um, and there is always in medicine, there's always more work to be done. Of course, <laughs> Literally, yes. there's way too much work to be done versus the amount of people that can do do the work. So I basically don't think that that's a problem in our space. Yeah, boy, you can say that again. There's such a, in this country, I know there's such a shortage of, uh, you know, healthcare, advanced care providers, physicians and everything. So, and it just, you know, populations remain the same. But uh, Foad, listen, thanks very much. The great Foad of Thanks Sano. It's great having you here. It's been uh, informative and inspiring uh, and thinking about the future of ultrasound. Any parting words before I thank you for your creativity and imaging innovation? All I will say is that it's, it's shameless self-promotion. If you want to find <laughs> out more, check us out at thinksono.com. But otherwise, I really appreciate you having me. Absolutely. And uh, everybody out there listening to these short podcasts, don't forget for more POCUS-style topics, follow us on Facebook at POCUS Cert Academy and Twitter at POCUS Academy. Thanks very much. Foad Al-Noor, everybody. 
Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you.